Design Centre Chelsea Harbour, it's never been easier to discover what's happening in the world of design. Head to SW10 and you can browse 600 of the world's most prestigious brands in 120 showrooms, all under one roof. And it's not just for the professionals. If you need help and advice, there's a concierge desk and even a personal shopping service. Colour has always been part of my vocabulary and I feel very easy with it in a way. You know, it's something that makes me feel more creative and people do talk about colour and probably at least a third or maybe more of our collection is neutral and whites and ecrus and, you know, shades of grey because that is also a colour. It's about this mix of neutrality because one needs a balance. Hello, I'm Carol Annett from Country and Townhouse magazine. Welcome to the House Guest podcast where I chat with experts from the world of interior design and decoration, the people behind the houses, hotels, shops and brands you see in glossy magazines like ours. If you listen on the Entail app, there's more information and images on the projects and people mentioned. And if you're doing up your own home, hopefully you'll pick up some tips for yourself. sitting with Trisha Guild OBE, doyen of British design and the creative force behind Designers Guild. And we're in the King's Road showroom, not far from where it all started 50 years ago. Crikey, Trisha, I mean, can you believe that it created such a, an enormous global company? What was your dream 50 years ago for Designers Guild? You know, I absolutely can't believe it. <laughs> but, you know, I had this real ambition to be independent and to survive and to create something beautiful. I didn't have the global picture. But, yeah, I think that a real determination and passion to create beautiful fabrics and wallpapers and to show people how to use them because that wasn't really available then. And it's, I, I'm sure for a lot of people... You know, I, I had my children sort of the early 90s and I feel I sort of grown up with Designers Guild as, I, as I'm sure a lot of people will and it, there wasn't really anything around at that time where you suddenly thought wow you walked into your little shop on the King's Road mm. and it was just the colour you were hit by colour and then when it came I remember looking for something for my children's nursery and you know there was nobody doing what you were doing you know you could have your Beatrix Potter but you were doing sort of the grown-up nursery look it was just very different well I've always been contemporary minded and I do feel still passionately feel that one can be contemporary and use pattern and certainly use colour so that I mean I haven't really changed that aesthetic it's grown enormously which is fantastic and very exciting but that real passion about creating spaces and energizing people's lives perhaps has always been something really true to my heart. So where did it start for you? What was your background? Were you an art student? I had no formal training at all, except my parents were very contemporary. So, I mean, I always lived with contemporary, you know, heels furniture in, in the 50s. And so it wasn't a traditional English chin, you know, chintz and flower fabrics. And 
I sort of chatted my way into work as an interior designer because obviously it was it was a passion already. And then, you know, had to learn my trade, basically. And much better to learn it at college because it, you don't have to pay for it all. As, as Well, you do have to pay, but not as much as when you, you're actually starting to create a business. So, yeah, I had to learn about printing, fabric tech, all the different fa fabric techniques, etc., etc., and I suppose colour was part of my vocabulary since I was five. And whereabouts, <laughs> were, you, were you brought up, whereabouts in the UK? In London, in London. And with gardening grandparents, gardening parents, and I suppose my first memories of wisteria and blue sky. I mean, very strong feelings for the landscape and also the interior of a house. So. And were you putting it down on paper? Were you painting? Were you using colour? Yes. I've always painted. Not very well, but... <laughs> yeah. I was fascinated to read that your inspirations were from things like the Renaissance frescoes and ancient images that you wouldn't necessarily think of that had that bright colour. Well, actually, a lot of those frescoes are. But there's a kind of mixture of life in some of those ancient frescoes and you know, a real sensitivity to the land and colour, especially people like Perugino or Masaccio or even Giotto. You know, if you go to Assisi, the Giotto frescoes are just mind-bogglingly beautiful. So yes, that has always touched me greatly and they're, they're almost contemporary. a house in Italy. Yes. Tell us about the house. <laughs> I've just, just written a book about my house called In My View because it is very much my view of a more minimal design and collaborated with Stephen Marshall, Nani Maynard, architect and uh, landscape artist and I love collaboration. It's always been incredibly important to me in my work. You know, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without a fabulous team of people. So anyway, yes, we literally tore apart um, a rather ancient stone house and made it a very contemporary space using colour, using textile, in my view. <laughs> and architecturally as well, did you change? Yes, Stephen is a brilliant architect and we literally changed the whole inside of the house is very contemporary. It was a large project and you know a lifetime's project and I really wanted to work with those two people and from day one we all worked together and we have worked together in, you know, in the past so we have developed a language and that's what I mean about collaboration. So it, w it was a real team effort, you know, the landscape is contemporary but it's of the vernacular of the, of the um, wonderful Umbrian hillsides and it worked off the architecture of the house so I, it's, I, it's, I think it worked. <laughs> it, it's absolutely beautiful and I, I think it's the way that you create the harmonious spaces that are so full of verve. I mean you only have to walk into the King's Road showroom and it, you, you can't help but smile, it's the colour that, that makes you joyful. Did you always think about that, how colour makes you feel as well as just what it looks like? Well, definitely. Firstly, I've always felt that, you know, one's environment is very important to energy. And 
it can create a positive energy and, and I think people are now prepared to be much more individual and to create their own spaces and spaces for their family and that gives something back. Colour has always been part of my vocabulary and I feel very committed, very easy with it in a way. You know, it's something that makes me feel more creative and one never knows you launch we launch two collections a year at designers guild of everything bed you know fabrics wallpapers bed linens furniture and the color part of that is is very exciting to me well it, it all is i'm a bit of a obsessional sort of <laughs> <laughs> but i must say Detail when it, whenever i am fortunate enough to come to a press event or see you in person you're always so beautifully put together with color it's very unusual to see you wearing black although i have seen you wearing those kind of more neutral shades but it's always just so beautifully put together oh really well that's, that's <laughs> lovely thank you i wear a lot of blue and i wear a lot of indigo and I mean, that's to do with my passion for India, I suppose, and also green. And, and I live with a lot of blue and green because, I, for me, they're colours of the landscape that are almost neutral. But, you know, people do, if, if they know anything about what I'm doing, talk about colour. And probably at least a third or maybe more of our collection is neutral and whites and ecrus and you know, shades of grey, because that is also a colour yeah. to me. It's not j just about using bright colour. It's, it's about this mix of neutrality, and because one needs a balance. And what yeah. we're trying to create is a stimulating atmosphere, but also a harmonious one. Yeah. And so I always want to give this choice in the store. It's like, you know, 60% of our collections are plain. Yeah. And we all love and use plain fabrics, but which plain, which texture? Is it velvet? Is it linen? Is it silk? So there are all these choices to make. And what we're trying to do at Designers Guild is make that choice easier. You, and you need that light and shade, otherwise you, you don't appreciate the colour exactly. if it's not against. Exactly. And I think that's one thing that is lovely about the Kings Road showroom. You, you open at 8.30, so if people need to come and buy their paint to paint their walls. But also there's a huge team of people here who will help you. You know, if you're looking for a fabric or you're matching a cushion or you want a wallpaper or something, there is, it's quite daunting because there is such a vast choice. There is, and it, it's difficult. And yeah. what we're trying to do, we've got a lot of specialist consultants who offer advice and, and we do a lot of schemes for people because it's difficult, I know it's difficult and it's not. there's not going to be one scheme for that one person yeah. and it, it's, it's down to being selective. That was a lesson I learned for the first collection of fabrics that we produced those many years ago is that, you know, I had 50 fabrics but could only afford 30 and that was my first shock about being really selective. And that's absolutely stayed with me. Because, you know, one's always like, oh yes, well let's do that, and let's do that, and let's do that. But of course, being selective is really important. Can you remember what the first collection was called? Oh yes, Village. I remember every <laughs> single every single fabric. And they were kind of fresh, strong colours with lots of white. They were based on Indian block prints that I'd found. And those sorts of colours weren't really being used, but it gave, although they were 
lovely little Indian block prints. There was a sort of modernity with them, and I think that was because of the colour palette. And I had a fabulous bright green mini. Did you? Yes, covered inside, and it was already upholstered in the fabric. That, and I'm so sorry I didn't keep it. <laughs> um, and what about India? When was your first trip? What took you there? Well, I love travelling, and I went there because I was absolutely fascinated by some of the woven textiles that I'd seen, and that really has set the scene for me. We work a lot in India, even if they're not, I mean, a lot of hand weaves, but even if they're not hand woven, there's such an amazing interest in all aspects from Indian textiles and incredibly modern factories that we work with now, or to hand embroideries. I mean, that's not the only place that we work. But there's something about the spirit of India that has always touched my heart. So I try and go every year, at least. And you were talking about your collaborations and how working with other people makes you better. Yes. Um, and when I was looking back, researching the conversation today, the name Kaf Facet. Kaif, I mean, yes. Kaif. Crikey, that's a I mean, blaster in the past. Do you still have Cave here? Do you still sell the collections with him? Well, those were some of the very early collections, and I absolutely love them. And in fact, we will see some of those at the Fashion and Textile Museum because of this exhibition that we're being given. A retrospective that they are putting on, celebrating 50 years of Designers Guild. Yes. <laughs> that is an extraordinary achievement. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. Well, it's, it's a retrospective and it's also about looking forward because I'm always looking forward. That's how I am. So looking back has been, um, <laughs> has, has been uh, fascinating, actually. But Cave, yes, I, I went to see Cave because, you know, he's an amazing knitter. And, uh, and I was desperate for one of his sweaters. And I walked into the studio all that time ago. And on the wall was this gorgeous painting of geranium leaves. And I said, oh, I see a fabric there. Would you be interested? So that's how it started. And that's how it started. And so this must have been the 1985, 86? No, it was earlier. It was about oh, was it? 76. I oh, think. was it? Oh, 74, yes. And so we worked, we collaborated for quite a while um, because at the time I didn't have a studio. I was only, I was colouring fabrics, literally, you know, from pantones and wool and all sorts of things. So... Um, so we started with Cave and then another artist, Lillian Delavorius. But I've always loved the idea of artist fabrics. And the thing about artists is that they don't work in design repeat. And at that time, everybody was working in design repeat. Now you still, with digital printing, things have moved so much. And we have artists in our studio. But it's always been an interest, whether it's in the store, where we work with a lot of makers and artists or, or for the collections. One of my favourites was actually the collaboration you did with John Darian. Yes. Tell us a little bit about that. Well John's brilliant, he's an artist and he started work 30 years ago with his decoupage plates and these fantastic collections of botanical prints that he uses and I've um, from day one we we sold his beautiful decoupage plates here and glass pieces. And then recently, I don't know why it took so long, I just said, John, 
come on, let's <laughs> let's make some fabrics together. And so we started that about three years ago, and they're lovely fabrics and cushions, and and that is you know the kind of collaboration that I love because I take a slightly different role in that. We're using all our expertise. We're using, I suppose, a more objective eye as to what is going to work and be commercial, and you know, working with somebody's work that I absolutely love. So it's very exciting. So the exhibition is called Out of the Blue. Did you come up with that title? <laughs> well, actually it was one of our team, Julian, who came, came up with that title because there were various ideas you know, being talked about. And suddenly he said, well, this is out of blue. And of course it was absolutely perfect because my career came out of the blue. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody with no training, out of the blue came this career that I was absolutely passionate about. So I think, I think I'm really happy with, with that name. And what we're trying to show in the exhibition is the archive, some of the artwork, how the studio works and how it's always worked. And, you know, a real sort of walk through from the 70s until now and hopefully that's what it's going to be because printing has changed so much the way we work has changed so much and I think we were for instance one of the first to start using digital printing in the furnishing textiles which has changed the way everybody thinks about design I don't think it actually changed the way I thought about design because I was always trying to get away from the repeat that repeating image, which I felt sometimes constricted of the design, which now we don't, we don't have to worry about so much. So I mean, it's showing techniques, it's showing room sets, but room sets as they were then and as they are now, because I'm always looking forward and always <laughs> thinking about the next collection. So um, you know, I'm trying to combine all of that. And was it fun putting it together? It, is it's a very exciting process a little bit daunting or very daunting but there again my team's been fantastic and you know bringing out things that you think oh my goodness you know isn't that wonderful or oh dear (laughs) (laughs) were there any things that you rediscovered that you'd completely forgotten about that you sort of thought gosh I love that or actually we've been looking a lot of our uh, Indian textiles and some of those beautiful silks and reliving some of them actually and so yes it's been a very touching experience looking at everything and obviously when you are faced with your first pattern book or your first wallpaper book or you know the first little bit of photography because there was much less then we couldn't afford very much you know, it puts one back into those moments. Wonderful, difficult, our first exhibition in Paris. You know, it, it, it's quite a story. So I hope everybody enjoys it anyway. I'm sure they will. I just wanted to talk a little bit about flowers and nature. I mean, obviously flowers are, you know, the feature heavily in quite a lot of things but it, I think for me also what you do it's the scale that you've got the most incredible some of the wallpapers that you can now have as a mural yes. um, with the most enormous six foot blooms I mean that that's quite a brave thing to put on a on a wall covering well I think 
the difficult or the importance for me is how I absolutely feel committed to a design because it is very challenging and one never knows. You only know the past when you're launching a collection. And I think if you don't have that feeling and you can't be brave, I wouldn't know what to say. So obviously there's, there's got to be a mixture and it's got to be, you know, we want people to live and love these things. But as our clients become more individual, I think that's what it's all about somehow. So I try to keep a balance. But some of those large scale are absolutely incredibly successful for us. Maybe because there's not so much of it around, or maybe because even if the scale is large, there has to be a balance in that. It doesn't happen overnight. It's really thought and felt through from beginning to the end of a collection. And what about your own interior design projects for other people? Do people come personally and ask you, or is it, is it only sort of very special people that get the Trisha Guild? <laughs> <laughs> I know there's a couple of sort of celebrity names that spring to mind, but is it very much a kind of favour to people, or, or do you put yourself out, out there as an interior designer? Well, I, you know, I, I've always loved the end result. Yeah. Whether it's the photography that we do each season, I'm there behind the camera with James and our team. But it's actually, I've always believed in the, I've never seen fabrics as an abstract form. I see them being used. So it is a passion. I get involved behind the scenes a lot with what goes on here with our design work, which I'm very excited about. And I do get personally involved with some schemes or hotel projects. But... Obviously, one needs to be very, very involved, and my time is, you know, I travel a lot, and I'm printing fabrics or whatever. So, yeah, but I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's one, one thing for me that always sort of sets a showroom apart is the fact that you can come in and sit and have a coffee in the Designers Guild showroom. And I think the fact that you're welcoming people in and, and you've got people to help, and you know, even if you come in with no idea at all of what you want, just to sit and, and see, the, see the buzz of people choosing things and to wander around the showroom, it's very, very hard not to want to be a part of it. Well, thank you, because that, that is the idea, and I've always felt that, you know, whether it's a really good cappuccino, um, <laughs> probably from the Italian influence, or whether it's a gift, or, you know, a beautiful piece of ceramic, or a whole house. That's fine, because it's being part of the atmosphere. And, as I said, being selective doesn't happen overnight. So we want people to come and enjoy the space. Um, and hopefully that, that's what we're offering. Well, it's been absolutely fascinating, Tricia. I can't wait to go and see the exhibition. We'll put the details up on the website. And congratulations on the last 50 years, and, and here's to the next 50. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks for listening to House Guests from Country and Townhouse magazine with me, Carol Annett. Don't forget to subscribe to the series on iTunes or Entail, where you can also find images, links and notes to enhance each episode. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram at Carol W. Annett. And keep up to date on all the podcast news and show notes online at countryandtownhouse.co.uk slash podcast. And please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. <laughs>